Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now and I thank you for every person that's here. I thank you, Lord God, um, for the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of me. I thank you, Lord God, um, for your word. I thank you that it is alive and active, sharpening any two-headed sword, piercing the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and judges the thoughts and the intent of the heart. And I thank you, Lord, that your word goes forth and it does not return unto you void. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. I thank you that the eyes of my understanding is being enlightened along with your people, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. And we just give you glory and honor and praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Bible confession. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. The word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Today we're going to talk about offense. Straight out the box. That's what we're talking about. My plan was to talk about something else. God said, let's speak on this. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about something else is because I have experienced this personally and it has not always been a sweet situation for me. It has not always been a good thing. Um, sometimes it's been very petty, and I know that. But I've had to overcome and continue to overcome. Um, one of the things the Bible says is that offense come. So it's coming to everybody. Everybody has the opportunity to deal with offense. Not me, Pastor Mike. I'm super Christian. The Bible says otherwise. All right, what is offense? It's an injury or wrong done to one or someone. You've been hurt by something that someone else has done. And you take offense to that. You've been hurt by something someone else has done to someone else. Not to you, but to someone else. And you allow it, you still deal with that same type of pain. Interestingly enough, you get hurt 
by something you think somebody did to you. Opportunity for the same pain, the same hurt. How could that be? I can talk about me. There's been times in which I've had a whole conversation by myself, with myself, about something that I thought someone else said, or that I thought someone would say. So I'm gonna keep it in house. I'm just gonna talk about me and my wife so nobody else get offended. <laughs> no, and this is not on her, did all on me. Everybody, don't look at Shalita, look at me, look at me. Because I have had serious conversations about how I thought a conversation would go with Shalita. Spent minutes, 15, 20 minutes, oh, she gonna say this. And then I'm gonna say this. And then she gonna say that. I'm gonna say this. Then she gonna say that. And now I'm mad. Only thing that happened is I'm thinking about a conversation with her. She ain't said none of these things. Ain't had nothing to say. Don't even know that these thoughts are running around in my head. But I've had that whole conversation, has gotten upset. She don't even know why. I've gotten offended by something that's geared toward my wife, but really ain't have nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with me. There's a couple of things those are. SS syndrome, stupid and selfish. Very stupid. Not talking about anybody in here. Talking about me. Very selfish. Why? Tons of reasons. Number one, it's all about me. About my feelings. About how I was wronged. <laughs> the crazy thing is, you know who wronged me? Me. But I'm sure I'm the only person in here that that's ever happened to, so <laughs> we will just keep it moving. Um, another definition are those events or words that hinder or greatly diminish belief in the Lord. <clears throat> Things happen to people sometimes based on something that someone else has done, and they turn their back on God. That church 
took my money and they said that they was going to do this with it. I haven't seen this yet. But the money is out of my bank account. I asked those jokers where my money at. I ain't getting no answers. I'm done with God. <laughs> I hear mm-mm-mm-mm, but mm-hmm-mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, this has happened. We've heard it. We don't have to mention any names. We've heard it. We've seen it. Some people have experienced it. But these are the things that happen. These are the things that can easily get us into that trap of being offended. Offense limits our fruitfulness as believers. It's a trap that Satan uses to steal God's word from us that can change our lives. I'm going to tell you one that happened with me. Not you. Yes, me. Not a leader. Yes, me. There was a situation that happened. It's been a while back, but it was at RTM. I was, quote, unquote, a leader. Something happened that I thought should not have happened a certain way. I was in service. Service went on. The word was given. I'm going to say it's a good word that was given. And I'll come back to that in a moment. At the end of service, I overheard what I thought. Never went, checked it out, never said anything to anybody. Offense came. And I opened the door. It was like two doors. Open that door, wide open. Come on in. Got so mad. And then after a little while, I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. That word that I was telling you about before, couldn't remember anything. Nothing. The only thing I could tell you was who was ministering that day. That's it. Couldn't remember. Try it. It's like, okay. What did they say? No, and this is literally what I'm doing. This is what I'm like, what? It was a total blank. Total blank. Enemy came in and took it. But Michael, you're a leader. Offense comes. But you should know better. Offense comes. 
You should have done better. I should have, but I didn't. You should have known better. I should have. <laughs> but the effects were still the same. You shouldn't have found yourself in that position. I agree with you 100%. But I did. I was mad, hot, upset, and just like that, enemy came, got it. It was like this. The word was sown in my heart. Enemy came with a shovel. Oh, he mad. Dug right in, got that seed, it was gone. That's what happens. Offense doesn't come for offense sake. Offense comes because the enemy is trying to take something from you. The enemy is trying to take something from me. And if it works, that seed that God's intention was a plant inside your heart and for it to produce, it doesn't. It gets stolen, it gets taken away. And then the benefit that God had for us, it goes away. Now, the interesting thing about it is this. These are things that pretty much every believer, especially if you're a seasoned believer, you've heard these things. I've heard these things. Yet it still had an effect on me. And yet God still said, hey, this is what I want you to talk about. And I was like, hey, God, let's just talk about how the truth of God's word. Let's talk about, you know, the, the, word is, the word is true. Every word, every verse in the Bible is true. Let's talk about that. He said, this is in the Bible, and it's true. Talk about that. So that's what we're talking about today. Amen? Signs of the end times. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verses 2, 3, and 10. And everything is in the King James Version. I have Pastor Mike because I like the King James Version. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus, show us what's going to be taking place at the end of the world. If you go to verse 10, it says, And then many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. 
We see it in the world all the time. Hear people say it all the time. I'm offended. That offended me. What you said offended me. How you think offends me? How you know how I think? You one of them Christians. You don't, you don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't accept us for who we are. Y'all are so, y'all are so narrow-minded. Sometimes just at the thought or just at the word you're a believer, people take offense. Without even having a conversation with you, but say, I am a believer. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I live by the word of God, which he, pre which he stated in the word. Just you walking around offends people. Just you being a believer, people hate you. They hate you. You can hear it. If you listen to the news, you hear it, you see it. Some, some, for some of you in your workplaces, you hear it, you see it. That's where we are. Now, I'm not trying to tell you, oh, giving you a date and a time when Jesus is coming back, but we're living this right now. And said, this is one of the signs of the end times. People are offended. Just offended. Take offense at you. Why? For selfish reasons? Because they want to live and do what they want to do. And they don't want any type of correction or anyone to say anything about it. If you're not agreeing with some of the things that some people do, they get mad. Once upon a time, I can remember when it's, okay, well, that's your thing, but I'm going to go here and do my thing. And you just stay over there, and I stay over here, and everything will be good. But now it's, I'm going to do my thing, but I'm going to do it right in front of you, and you better accept it. For being right. You better not say anything against what I'm doing. Or I'm going to pick it. I'm going to take you to court. I'm going to do all of these things. But that is the time that we're living in. And it's the opportunity for everybody. As a matter of fact, now it's the end thing. Take offense. Get offended. Or they did this, you should be offended. People will tell you, you shouldn't be offended. <laughs> this person you elected for president, you should be offended. That person you elected for president, you should be offended. I was literally told in my job that I should be offended when a president was elected. There's anything that, that I, I heard it myself come out of somebody else's mouth. You should be offended. 
that that one got elected president. That joke ain't my president. <laughs> this is what the person told me. Now, I knew this person to be a believer. So I said, hey, kind of with a smile on my face, you going to pray for him? The steam coming at this person's ears and mouth? He ain't my president. I ain't praying for him. I didn't even add on. That's what the Bible says, because I might have been jumped on at that point. But in my mind, that's what I was thinking. But yes. All of these things, offense, offense, offense. It's the end thing now. Why? Because people are selfish. It's all about me. I want to do what I want to do. And I want you to believe what I'm doing. Even if you don't really believe it, I want you to openly say you agree. Because if not, you've got all these things that could possibly happen to you. And it gets to be a point where it's like, I love you, but what you're saying is wrong, what you're doing is wrong, I'm going to have to deal with the consequences, if need be. There are three types, or at least I've identified three types of offense. First one I was talking about, imaginary. Pastor Mike walked right by me in service, didn't say hello, didn't shake my hand, didn't give me a hug, stepped on my foot, didn't say excuse me. I walked in the sanctuary, just an example, just an example, just an example, just an example. Miss Mona didn't bring me to the seat I wanted to sit in. She know that's normally my seat. But she put me somewhere else. Imaginary. If you thought I was looking at you and I didn't say anything, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. That definitely was not my intent. Or I shook somebody's hand and I didn't shake yours, please accept my forgiveness. It was not done on purpose. Or I hugged people and skipped you, Truly, because it is not, it is not my, that is not, it'd be like, you know what, I'm going to hug everybody, but that Vince guy, I don't like him too much, so I'm going <laughs> to avoid him. That's never, ever. But you'll hear people there, Pastor Shalita, you offended me, because you ain't say, you know, you ain't say to my outfit look good. Truth is, you didn't ask. <laughs> Some of these things happen. 
Some of these things literally do happen. These things take place. Or, hey, I was coming over to your house. Calvin, I'm going to come over to your house tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Tomorrow comes at 12 o'clock. I'm not there. Show up at 1230. Calvin Mann. Possibly. This joker told me he was going to be at my house at 12 o'clock. He's not here. 1230, he show up. Sorry, Calvin, but I was in an accident. You should have been driving better. You should have left earlier. You should have been there when you said you was going to be there. Things happen. When I told him I was coming in 12, I didn't have, you know what? I told him I was coming in 12, but in my mind the whole time, you know what? I'm thinking I'm coming in 12.30. Sometimes you have plans. Plans don't work out. But you say it. Something came up. I had every intent on doing what I said I was going to do, when I said I was going to do it. You're not a man of your word. You're a liar. <laughs> but these things happen. These things definitely happen, and people definitely look at you sideways about these things that happen. Then you have borrowed offense. Something that really ain't got nothing to do with you. Something happened to Shalita. Shalita tell me, I'm no good, jokers. <laughs> Shalita possibly have something going on with her sister. Example, example, example. This is not a situation. But she's like, she got something going on with her sister. Then, out over here, I can't believe that joker talking to my wife like that. Who she thinks she is? And then the next time I see her, I get into the cold shoulder. Still eating that dressing, though. Because, boy, she made the best dressing that I've ever tasted. <laughs> Make no mistakes about it. We're, I, 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 you know, I do what I got to do to get a plate of that dressing, but the rest of it is on. It's on. I can't believe her brother told her to say something like, I can't believe he said something like that. Is he, cra is he crazy? I'm going to have to talk to him. All of this stuff. Stuff that's really dealing with someone else have nothing to do with you. People do that with friends. They do that. They do that with acquaintances. They do that with people they don't even know. A worker in a store, a cashier, might be having a hard day. Maybe not giving the best service up to the standards of the company that he or she works for. And kind of with the person ahead of you, you walk out, got a funky attitude. You don't know the person ahead of you. You don't know the cashier. But you already got something. I wish that would joke would say something to me like that. Went off on there. I wish he would look at me wrong. 
really ain't got anything to do with anything, but you've taken on that offense. And then you have actually, literally, real stuff. Oh, this joker beat me up. Knew who I was, a hair plan, and put hands on me and beat me up. So now I'm in my feelings, I'm offended, I'm upset, totally mad. Because they really did something to me, their intent was to do something to me, they carried it out, so I'm fired up, I'm mad, I'm upset. But you don't have a right to be. Not according to what God says. But God, you don't know what they did to me. But actually, God does know what they did to you. You say, well, Pastor Mike, you don't know what they did to me. You're right, I don't. They purposefully, willingfully stole every dime out of my bank account. Ran off. It could be, you know, it could be a spouse. Had access to the bank account. Took everything out of the bank account. Took everything that you had left. Just the thought of that hurts. Not to mention if it actually really happened. It hurts. I can totally understand that. I don't know to the extent that it hurts, but I'm sure it would hurt immensely. So I have a right to be upset with them. I have a right to hold things against them. They hurt me. And legitimately, they did. You get no argument from me about that. None. I would tell you this, though. Hold on just a minute. Jesus. Did he ever sin? But he paid for yours. He paid for mine. He who knew no sin became, became sin. All the sin that would ever take place on the planet was put on him. He did not commit one of them. Is he holding anything against you? And he tells you to do likewise. Because technically, when that joker ran off with the money and all of that stuff, that was put on him. So that pain that you felt was put on Christ, not to mention everything else. So he paid for that. And he tells us, To not hold it against our brother, our sister, even, quote, unquote, our enemy.
Like, if you compare, like if you compare people to people, you're like, oh, you might have you might have a leg to stand on. But when you compare it to Jesus, which is the standard, <laughs> he is the standard. It's not anybody else, it's him. When he's the standard, don't measure up. Jesus, you don't know what they did to me. I know I paid for it. This is a cycle of offense. The seed is the seed is planted. You nurse it. You rehearse it. And it's getting worse every time one of these go. You nurse it, let it come in there. You rehearse it. Jokers done said these things and I did those things. It really becomes a problem when you disperse it. Do you know what Shalita did to me? She did this, 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 and another. You know what my wife did? Da, 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 da. So now, I'm taking that situation, whether it's any one of those three, imaginary, somebody else, you know, borrowed or real, now I'm dispersing it. Now I'm taking this offense, sowing seeds here, sowing seeds there, sowing seeds to others. It's amazing. It's interesting how if I have a problem with someone, especially among believers, that person is the last to know. But I ain't told everybody else. But I don't go to my brother or my sister and talk to them about it. I just talk to everybody else. Pastor Benjamin, I just want you to pray. But this is the situation. This is what these jokers did. And I, I just want you to know and just want you to pray. Another word for gossip. Talk to them for about an hour. Those no good sap suckers. But I just shared all of that to you so you can pray about it. You can be in agreement with me on it. Just totally ruined that person's reputation talking about them. And not only did I talk to Pastor Benjamin, I talked to Vince, I talked to Johnny, <laughs> I talked to everybody else about them. That's not good. That's not good at all. The Bible says if you have a problem with someone, go to that person. Oh, you don't believe me? Oh, okay. Um, so let me get to it. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 15 through 20. Moreover, if thy brother 
shall trespass against thee. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Thee is me. Him is him or her alone. I ain't got to go tell 15 other people. And then we do this gang up party. We walking over to her and him. You know what you said, this is that and the other. And then it's just like, you know, where's all this aggression coming from? If my issue was with you, why all them here? <laughs> this don't seem that popular today. This don't seem like people really want to do this today. This isn't the end thing. The end thing is, I'm going to tell a couple people, you know what, I'm just going to put it on Facebook. A whole lot of people know. I tell a few people, and then I put the situation on Facebook. Won't make no names, but I've told enough people so that when they see it, oh, I know what you're talking about. And then they just share it with someone else. Then the word get out that way. And why you put that on Facebook? I ain't, I ain't say no names. I'm just talking about what I'm going through. Yeah, you ain't say no names on Facebook, but you did put names out everywhere else so that people can connect the dots. Y'all see it? <laughs> you see it? It happens. Oh, Jesus. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. I go, listen, man, you did this. Oh, I didn't even know. I apologize. That wasn't any intent. Oh, we good. It's over. But if I told everybody else that, all of this other stuff going on, then I come to him, or he, oh, that wasn't the situation at all. Oh, man. Now I done went out and I have destroyed this man's character he thinking it's good with me, or this woman's character, he's thinking it's good with me. I done told 15 other people. They done told a couple of people, each. They done told more people. Yeah. There is a reason why, why this is being spoken on today. Well, number one, I can tell you, number one, I have to deal with this. I have to watch the things that I say. I have to watch how I talk to people. I have to watch how I take things in. Lightest of things. Well, this joker cut me off on the highway. I'm trying to catch up with him. Mm. You know what you did? You know what you did? No. They said this. Well, what did they mean when they said that? You look nice today. I didn't look nice yesterday. 
I love that outfit. That's the only time you've ever told me that. Oh, you hate all the other outfits? You know? But these, these are things that, these are things that people deal with. And this is an opportunity for the enemy to come in. And we laugh, and we, but there's people whose feelings have gotten upset when somebody cut them off in. There's people that have actually questioned, even if they didn't question the person. They've questioned in their mind, so what are they talking about about all the rest of my outfits? These are things that people say. These are things that people act through. This is people's lives. And this is the petty part. This isn't even the real issue. These are the petty parts. I mean, if a person would get so mad that a person cuts in front of them, that you don't even know, you don't even know, you think they're riding up, oh, I know what they're trying to do, they're trying to get me in an accident. I'm sure that that person's, I, I'm just trying, they're trying to get the way they're going faster. What the idea, they're not trying to cause an accident, they're not trying to endanger your life. It might look like they are, they may not be having the best, you know, using the best judgment, but I'm sure that's not in their minds when they speak. I'm just trying to cut him so I can get on up the road. That's probably the way it works. But you've heard of road rage. Get highly upset to the point that they want to hurt people real bad about driving. So we're not going to act like these things don't take place at all. Psalm 119, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Loving the law is loving God's word. Great peace. Love God's word, love the things of God, love God's people. Shalita say something to me that I don't like. I love her. Christ died for that. Because of my love for her, no issue. If it become an issue, I talk to her about it. Hey, dear, we kind of, <laughs> is there another way this can be communicated? Oh, I, I didn't know you didn't want to hear it that way. I'll work hard at it. Next time. We're good. I say something to her. She don't care about, she don't care to hear that way. Hey, could you communicate that way better? Yeah, I work on that. Everything is good. But this is something that we have to work on. Because every single day, there's an opportunity to, for offense to come, and we already know that it's coming. We already know that it's coming. It's coming your way. 
If it ain't came yet today, it's coming. It's coming. And we have to be ready for when it comes. Amen? John the Baptist ushered in Jesus' ministry, coming in. John the Baptist was anointed at birth. He knew what he, he knew what he was placed on earth to do. He knew it. He was one in the wilderness preparing the way for the Lord. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 19. And this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and, not, and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? He saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth among you whom ye not know, or know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Beth Bethabora, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. You see, he recognized Jesus. Everybody saw that. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Let's go to 32. And John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. 
and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Up, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So this is John the Baptist speaking of Jesus. In Matthew 11, 11, this is Jesus talking about John the Baptist. Verily, verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, women there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So this is Jesus talking about John the Baptist. Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. But if you go up to verse 1 in Matthew 11, it says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. Saw Jesus, had confirmation of what God had told him who Jesus was, Spirit descend upon him like a dove and remain. That's the Son of God. And he spoke that. But now we got a situation. John is in prison. Situation comes up. John in prison. John sending to Jesus, the same Jesus, and saying, are you the one, or do we look for another? I'm going to see how Jesus responds. Jesus answered and said unto them, go and show John again. Those things were in verse 4. Those things which ye do in ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. One of the things we know, Jesus did not mince words, did not mix them up, 
Did not just say a word. Just flip it. Just kind of tossing that out there. Oh, I said that, but I didn't really mean it. Jesus said that for a reason. If you, who since birth was created to prepare the way for me, you did it, you bore witness to what God told you, and you said it, and now you're questioning? Offense will get you out your mind. Even those things that you know are right. It'll have you thinking crazy. It will. Whole point. John the Baptist, his whole ministry, entering the way for Christ. He's telling his disciples, that's the Savior right there. He must increase, I must decrease. All of that went from all of that to, are you the one? Is somebody else coming? Is there another G? You know, is there, is there a say? Are you not the Savior? Offense will do that to you. Offense will have you question things that you know, otherwise that you know to be true. It is not a situation that we want to find ourselves in in which we're opening up to those things. Offense is a bait. Some of you that are young may not understand and may not know. There may be some older people that don't know. I know it used to be these big wooden things called rat traps. And what it would have, it was, a, it was about, depending on how big was the issue, <laughs> in your home or wherever, would depend on how big you had to get a rat trap. But it was about this big. It had a, it had a little wire, barbed wire. It, it wasn't barbed wire, but it was wire, and it was firm, and it had this like a little trigger, trigger mechanism will smash it down like this. But on this little, on another little piece of, another piece of little iron, there was a spot in which you could put cheese on it. Rat come by, get the cheese, it sets that off. Once that thing is set, then this part comes down. Bam! And that rat in trouble. The mouse or the rat is in trouble. It may not kill them immediately, but it's causing damage. And it's working its way to totally debilitate that rat. That cheese. 
is offense. You take that cheese, you take that offense, bam! Enemy got you. Now, the more that, unless, the more that you embrace the offense, the more you're being, <laughs> it's being taken away from you. The more is being taken away from you. You nurse it. You rehearse it. You disperse it. What's going on with that is, is wearing you down. It's wearing you down. And then you find yourself years later, I can't stand her. Oh, you need to forgive. I can't forgive her. You don't know what she did to me. And so where God wants you to be, you can't get there because you're holding something against a brother, a sister, man or woman. And the more you fight, but see, the more the rat fight, he's losing energy, and that thing's still clamped down. So really, the more you fight, you're speeding up your demise. What should happen, they should slow down and try and reserve breathing and all of those things. But the more you fight it, Boy, you're getting yourself into serious craziness of the fact that you're basically killing yourself in certain areas. And if you're not careful, it could end up totally killing you. So what do we do? What do we do about... not getting into offense. One love, agape, God's love. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thinking about love is love gives. Gives. Not selfish. Giving. Not trying to take everything. If God was trying to take everything, he wouldn't have gave his best. Form of selflessness. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse, I'm sorry, chapter 13 verse 4 and 5. 
Charity suffereth, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. The love that gives does not seek its own. Once again, offense seeks own, seeks rights, my rights, my feelings. How does this affect me? The love that gives does just that it gives. Not taking account of how many times this joker done told me something that I didn't want to hear. Like, you know what, I've been good, but the next time they say it, oh, you've been keeping count. Because if you keep no count, it's new, it's fresh. You're forgiven. Next, you're forgiven. Next, you're forgiven. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Offense comes, nope, that's not from God. I love my brother. I love my sister. I forgive them. It is a non-issue with me. Christ has given me the ability to forgive, and I choose to forgive, not to hold. I choose to release, not to entrap. I choose to release them, but that wrong, like God released me. Amen? Luke chapter 17, verse 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Some spots that don't just say seven, seven times, but 70 times seven in a day. And really, the heart of this is not even if he comes back and repents. If he doesn't, let it go. Well, I ain't going to... I'm not going to hold it against them forever, but I'm going to wait until they come and ask me for forgiveness. 
let it go. Because what you're doing is you're putting power in that person's hands against you. You're saying, I'm not going to forgive them until they come and ask me for forgiveness. If they overdosed on stupid pills, you're in trouble. And really, it's affecting you way more than it's affecting them. And number one, if they don't know, it ain't affecting them at all. <laughs> at all. I can't believe they ain't asked me for forgiveness. It's been 20 years. Why is it 20 years and you ain't let that go? But could be, because they don't know. And even if they do know, do you really want to be in bondage for 20 years? Really? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Luke 23, verses 33 and 34. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the malefactors one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he parted his raiment and cast lots. Now, this is Jesus getting killed, dying. Father, forgive them. That's our standard. I see everybody here. So, you ain't been killed. That, that's high. They're killing you and you're saying, forgive them. That's our standard. That's a high standard. That's the standard. If that's the standard, then everything else falls under that as well. I can't believe what they said to me. Standard is forgive. I can't believe what they said to my kids. Oh, they can do anything they want to me, but to my kids, the standard is to forgive. That's the standard. Now, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that if it, if it involves some type of legal, legal course of action and there's criminal activity that takes place, you disregard that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, they steal a million dollars from you, you forgive them, they still go to jail. Because <laughs> that's against the law. So I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> you know, everything is good. You stole a million dollars. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give you my other bank accounts just to show you how much I forgive you. No, that's foolish. 
That's not what I'm talking about. But that yearning to I'm going to hold them captive to what they've done. I'm going to punish them inside of me. And the only thing it's doing is hurting you. Don't do that. If our standard is to forgive, which is Jesus' standard, then let's walk in that and be free. Amen? Holy Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to forgive. You have given us your love that's on the inside of us. And with us having your love, we're able to forgive like you forgave. We're able to stop offense in its tracks. We know that it's coming, but we choose to follow your word, what it says, we choose to not get an offense. We choose to love people. We just thank you, Lord God, for reminding us who we are, what we've been called to do. Thank you for giving us the strength and the power to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.